Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. It is the Rob Carson Show, and this is our number dose uh, for all you breakfast tacos. Um, Chris Markowski, political financial analyst and host of the Watchdog on Wall Street show, joins us at the bottom of the hour to talk about a bunch of stuff, including uh, home sales going. That was an explosion. Uh, and then, of course, uh, tomorrow we're expecting news that we're in a recession. Not a big surprise to most of us. And then also we're going to talk about the uh, the Choco Taco and what we're going to have to do to save the Choco Taco. I don't know if you know this, but Subway has a contest they're doing now. Uh, you can win a lifetime supply of Subway sandwiches if you get a one-foot-long tattoo of a Subway sandwich on your body. Uh, I'm going to say no to that, but... If it means saving the Choco Taco, oh, hell yeah. Where do you want it? Where do you want it? You do want a tramp stamp? I'll do a tramp stamp right above my, you know, posterior, little Choco Taco down there. Uh, I, you know, I don't care on my shoulder like a rose. Stop it. A little Choco Taco right up there. Hell, if it means saving the Choco Taco, I might even consider the forehead. In case you didn't hear, uh, they, they're going to eliminate the Choco Taco for lack of sales. I, I mm, mm, doesn't make any sense, but. I've already said I would crowdfund. I've already, uh, 20 bucks, I got it right here. $20 to stay crowdfunded to save Choco Taco. And, you know, I didn't even start liking the Choco Taco until I lived in D.C. And we had friends, we had, had a pool. Best thing to have is friends with a pool, vacation condo, or boat. Don't get one yourself. Find friends who have that. Trust me on this, all right? So anyway, um, so we would get these Choco Tacos. We'd have some, uh, you would have the... Uh, uh, what was it? Uh, these little square Klondike bars. Oh, my God. Awesome. But the Choco Taco, number one with my kids growing up, number one with me. I love the Choco Taco. I can't believe they want to get rid of the Choco Taco. This cannot stand. This cannot stand. I will buy all the Choco Tacos in this city, and I will put them in freezers in my basement. I swear to God. I'll do it. So um, I just want to say something very quick to the women in the audience. Um, you know that I'm down with you. Uh, I don't care uh, that you are the opposite sex of me. I'm all about uh, women's empowerment uh, and men's empowerment and people living to their full potential, 100%. But if women keep falling for stupid crap like this, then um, you're just kind of making your own bet. Uh, and I'm just going to say, most of you, 99.9% of you are not. But some people, for instance, the people who put together this stupid uh, women's march, which is the women's uh, leftist women's march in Washington, D.C., where Madonna, when, uh, when Donald Trump had been inaugurated, said that she wanted to burn down their blow up the White House. And, and women wear these pink uh, uh, P-word hats. I don't like to use that word. Even if I wasn't on the radio, I don't like to say that word. It's just... Even... Even the P-word cat, I don't like this. I just don't like the word. It's like panties. Ew, ew. And uh, 
Zesty. I don't like the word zesty either. Zesty. What the hell? What is zesty? Nobody ever eats something now and says, oh, man, that is zesty. No. Anyway. So, the way, the Women's March is uh, saying that uh, uh, the word women includes transgender women. So, they are going to welcome transgendered women as complete women at the next Women's March, I guess. Says, uh, we got uh, some transphobes big mad the other day. So, let us spell it out for you. Woman is a term that encompasses cis and trans women. When we talk about people who can give birth, it's because those people aren't all women. They're girls, trans men, and binary people, uh, Women's March uh, tweeted on Tuesday. And here's why they try to sound all down and everything. Uh, some of y'all really struggle with the concept of assigned sex versus gender identity, and it shows. This, according to the Women's March, Women's March is committed to creating equality for women and a feminist future for all. We fight for rights that primarily but not exclusively impact women. We fight for a world where all women are safe from gender-based violence. Well, I guess everybody else is completely down with that. Discrimination and hate. The Women's March received significant blowback pushback, I guess, after it declared last week that uh, it said that trans women are women. Well, they're not. They're dudes who say they're women, and they still have six billion cells that have uh, uh, chromosomes that say man in them. Uh, that. And the penis thing. Uh, and the prostate thing. Anyway, uh, the point of tweets like this is demoralize actual feminists so that we stop fighting for women and girls. Don't let it demoralize you. This is Abigail Schreer. She uh, tweeted last week in response, uh, Babylon B CEO Seth Dillon said misinformation. Uh, no, they aren't. There are massive differences between women and trans uh, and trans women. We can respectful, uh, be respectful to trans people while not abandoning reality, according to Megan uh, Kelly. And if women... Given to this, it is another way that women have capitulated, thinking that somehow they're winning when actually they're just getting their rear ends handed to them. Let, let me explain. Let me explain. When women born women say that a person born a man who decides to change gender late in their athletic career so that they can beat women and then claim they're actually women beating women, destroys women's athletics. It, it really does. It destroys lives of actual women. You could say all you want, but it is bullying. It is assault. The fact that 18 women on the UPenn women's swimming team sent complaint letters because this jackweed with a man's penis who still dates women was allowed to shower with women in the locker room with his uh, uh, with his uh, rudder uh, in full view, if you will, is uh, an insult to women. And and women, I got to tell you, while so many men are falling for being, and unless I have no problem with men who are uh, more feminine, I, I don't care. It doesn't matter to me. I, I don't care. It doesn't matter. Honestly, if, if I did care, it would mean I actually had enough time where I I, I don't care. I don't give a rat's behind. But while men are, are eagerly trying to be less masculine, I think that women should become more like men. I do. I absolutely do. Because women throughout history have always fallen for these things that they think are empowering women, but they're really just men sitting back and going, oh, God, I can't believe she did this. I, really, I cannot believe that she fell for this. I, I just, for instance, for instance, on the beach, 
And I'm not saying we need to be like 1900 old-timey swimsuits and everything, but there was a time when, uh, you know, women's uh, swimsuits did not involve either uh, posterior cheek hanging out, and, uh, you know, you couldn't see, uh, you know, all the, the private stuff, and you didn't have to have hair removed to, uh, you know, cover up st- things that shouldn't see sunshine. But anyway, somebody back in the 1960s said, you know what, gosh darn it, I'd really like to see more women, like, almost nude. So what we'll do is we'll take uh, women's underwear, we'll call it a swimsuit, and they'll actually go to the beach and wear it. So women suddenly, uh, without any, uh, any uh, are they more comfortable? I don't know, I don't know. But just suddenly decide to embrace the bikini, which is, whim- it's, it's underwear, it's waterproof underwear. If you went into Victoria's Secret and accidentally opened the dressing room door, if there was a woman standing there in a bra and underwear, I don't say panties because I hate to wear it, uh, she'd go, oh, my God, you pervert, get away. But she'll wear it to the beach, completely wear it to the beach. And, and women went for it. And then, you know, back in the 1950s, women, you'd wear a skirt. And, and I guess I've never worn a skirt. I don't care too particularly. I would feel weird. It would be a little too much air down there. But, uh, but uh, somebody said, hey, let's convince women to wear a, a skirt that's so short that we can see parts that men shouldn't see unless they're, you know, in a committed relationship. Uh, let's do that. Let's come up with it. We'll call it a mini skirt. And women said, oh, God, yes, I want a miniskirt. I want a miniskirt. Oh, yeah, I want something that when I bend over, you can see my butt. Yeah, yeah, I want to wear a miniskirt. And guys sat back and went, oh, man, this is fantastic. This is so cool. All right, hey, hey let's do this. Let's, uh, instead of uh, women uh, saying to men, um, you know, uh, I don't want to have sex with you on the first date, and I don't want to have a one-night stand, and uh, if we're going to have sex, it will require some sort of commitment because otherwise you're just going to, you know, get your rocks off and then move on. And, and somebody said, no, let's start a sexual revolution among women where uh, women become exactly like men and they uh, get promiscuous and they can sleep with anybody. And listen, if you choose to do that, that's your business. But I'm going to tell you right now, um, you're going to get what you get. You're going to get what you get. You're going to look at guys who go, you, you know, hey, I heard she puts out. And then, you know, and then you're going to be getting, uh, you know. Calls on your cell phone, text in the middle of the night. You know, and it is just there. You go. You 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 know. So okay, sexual revolution. And guys sat back and went, God dang it, I can't believe it. I used to have to like date for months and maybe even use the L word to get there. You know, and then and then about nineteen what sixty nine seventy ish, some guy said to uh, some young woman, uh, you know, she said, uh, well, I'm late on my period. And uh, and he said, hey, 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 wait, 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 wait. We had sex and everything, but you know what? You were down with this sexual revolution, so I'm not responsible. But here's the deal. I'll pay for half of your abortion. Or I'll pay for your abortion. Presumably it was like somebody like Ted Kennedy or somebody, and there was an intern in the White House. What did, what did he say? I'll take care of the abortion. And then right after that, uh, abortion became empowering for women. Uh, more so than having a baby. Most, more so than saying no. More so than, you know, possibly being a, a little bit more modest. And I'm not being a prude here. I like to look at women in bikinis and short skirts all day long. It's one of the reasons why I read the UK Daily Mail. News in the middle and whoop, whoop, flesh on the side. But, uh, but that's, that's where women need to start being more like men. I'm, 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 you, you have to realize the, the, the stuff that's happening here throughout women's history that have culminated in Men being allowed to go to the women's march and be men, suddenly just be women, equal, same footing as you, uh, uh, has no clue to the, 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 what it's like to be a woman since birth, no clue, 
but suddenly they are on equal footing and deserve equal treatment uh, and in sporting events, the, yes, men are uh, physically more superior. It's fairly obvious there are no uh, trans men playing in the NBA or uh, professional weightlifting or uh, the NFL or uh, Major League Baseball or basically any sport that, in, that involves endurance, speed, or strength. And uh, <clears throat> the, so men have once again the same guys who said, wear a miniskirt, wear a bikini, have sex with me, no strings attached, I'll pay you for your abortion. Suddenly you're saying, I'm a man and I can beat you in sports and you can't say anything about it. There you go. And then, uh, and then Donald Trump made a joke about it yesterday. <laughs> and, and Donald Trump said that, uh, hey, man, if, if, if he were going to be something, he, he could be an N NBA coach, a women's NBA coach, and he would be great. And, and I'm going to share that audio in a second. Uh, your calls are welcome at 800-922-6680. This is The Rob Carson Show. to a record-setting president. Joe Biden setting record low approval ratings. What the Democrats have put our nation through, it is a sad day. It's the Rob Carson Show. At the Big America First uh, seminar, which is about uh, putting America first, oddly enough, unlike what uh, Kamala Harris does. She puts her pronouns first and then talks about the color of the suit she's wearing to blind people. Uh, here is Donald Trump yesterday talking about uh, what he'd do if he was the owner of a, a women's NBA team. And I'll tell you what, if I were ever, uh, I'd be the greatest women's basketball coach in history. Because I don't like LeBron James. I like Michael Jordan much better. But, there you go. But I, there you go. But I'd go up to LeBron James, it doesn't matter, I'd say, LeBron, did you ever have any desire to be a woman? Because what I'd love you to do is star on my team that I'm building up. I will have the greatest team in history. They'll never lose. Nobody will come within 70 points of this team. Now, we have to change that, and we have to make it okay to talk about it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it is uh, ridiculous uh, that women are being forced to compete with men. It's kind of like that uh, that commercial that Charles Barkley's in where he's uh, chose for the pickup team and the kids are like, I'll take Barkley. And he's like, all right, in your face to the kids. And uh, it's kind of like what men are doing to uh, women's athletics. And it's going to take um, some young men who have character to step forward and say, you know, really? No. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Because we live, we live in a time where there is no shame like the death of shame. I've been talking about the death of shame for a very long time. Leah Thomas, who was a man his entire life, was so shameless that after his junior year, in the dying throes of his athletic career, he took the cue of uh, Rachel Levine, who was a middle-level uh, management bureaucrat in the government, and after three kids and a wife left them, I imagine pretty confused. Uh, changes to be uh, a woman and gets nominated for the Woman of the Year from USA Today. And then before that, Caitlyn Jenner used to be Bruce Jenner, uh, one of my childhood heroes. We had the Wheaties and everything. There's Wheaties. There's a cereal called Wheaties, millennials. It's not great. It's pretty good. You you got to cover with a lot of sugar and fruit and milk. You know, it's not one of those cereals you just open the box and eat it like Captain Crunch. 
But anyway, uh, he was on the cover of, uh, of Wheaties Box after winning the decathlon, which is the, I mean, it makes you the best athlete in the world. You win that, you know. And then uh, late in life, about 70 years old, decides to choose a, a young woman's name, Caitlin, and become a girl. And uh, gets on the cover of Vogue magazine. I'll admit, I, I saw this person before knowing, and I went, hey, hey, hey. And then found out it was Bruce Jenner, and I went, oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. And it was named uh, like Woman of the Year uh, by, uh, I don't know, Sports Illustrated. Yeah. So there you go. Women, you got to start acting like men while men are, while men are acting like women. I'm, I'm 100% serious. Let's go to Barbara in Baltimore. There's no doubt she's a woman. Hear her roar. And she's on the phone right now. Hello, Barbara. Hello, Robert. Thanks so much for taking my call. You are always 100%. I mean, you just keep it so real. Uh, a lot of people would never even think about what happened during the sexual revolution, how it really changed the dynamics for women, uh, the lack of respect women started to get because of that. And yep. it just continued and has led to uh, fatherless children. And then, of course, as you said, all the abortions. Uh, but women lost a lot. Barbara, did you did you see the footage in the New York City subway with the uh, women? Uh, they were uh, twerking in uh, thongs and uh, and rubbing up against guys like they're you know dogs in heat and uh, on the on the New York subway and uh, uh, you know is this is this what you want your daughter to do? Is this what you would do? I mean, are you so devoid of shame that you'd let some loser dry hump you on a sub in a uh, on a on a slip and slide to be videotaped? Uh, really, is that is that where women are? today Barbara I was shocked when I saw it they played it was on Maria Bartiroma it, they yeah. showed a part of that I could not believe it it's just out of control I mean women I mean it's nothing you can't buy class no you got to have class and I mean that is so classless it's just um I don't know it goes beyond I yeah, I can't find it. Well, Barbara, it also, Barbara, have you noticed? Have you noticed lately uh, on uh, TikTok and Instagram and all these, all these, uh, I call them internet skanks. Uh, probably shouldn't be uh, politically incorrect, but I, I think Kim Kardashian's an internet skank. That's what she is. The whole Kardashian family, uh, internet skanks, and and they are unrealistic. They're they're less realistic than a Barbie doll. All right, they've got uh, uh, inflated posteriors from uh, butt implants and lip implants. They look absurd, and that's where women are today. In, in our society. Internet skanks become billionaires, and your daughter uh, gets uh, beaten uh, sorrowly in, uh, in her athletic competition by a guy who decides to become a girl. I know. It's just it's, everything has turned, what do they call it, bath backward? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. You know, I wanted to share something uh, yeah. uh, about the uh, voting, if I have time with you, because this coming weekend we have a real call to action. And um, I'm calling on the people that live in Talbot County. Um, I didn't. I sent you the email about yeah, a lot yeah. of the confusion. Barbara, here's what I'm going to do. Hold on, hold on, Barbara. I'm going to come to you after the uh, the bottom of the hour. And the reason why uh, we are a national show, but there are a lot of things happening in Maryland. We've got uh, Dan Cox running for governor, uh, and everybody says he can't win. He's a Trump uh, 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 supporter and Trump endorsed. And I hope the hell he does become the next governor of the state of Maryland, because otherwise, you know, just bulldoze it, uh, honestly. Uh, we'll get to that. But there was some chicanery with regard to uh, elections, uh, the the, uh, the primary election in the state of Maryland. I want to get to you to you after the bottom of the hour, okay? So uh, after – actually, you know what? I'm going to have to – we got, we, got, we got a guest at the bottom of the hour. But I want you – can you call back a little bit later and, and discuss this? Whatever you want. I mean, okay, okay. I'm listening to you on the radio. I'm listening to you on my phone. 
All right, all right. Um, uh, uh, let's let's maybe uh, redo this next hour with okay. your comments. Okay, that's good. Chris Markowski. Uh, host of the Watchdog on Wall Street radio show is going to be talking about a variety of things, including uh, mortgage interest rates, home sales plummeting, uh, the R-word recession, and the death of the Choco Taco. Not while I'm still breathing. This is the Rob Carson Show. edition of the Rob Carson Show, one of the uh, uh, one of my favorite guests with regard to what's happening in the world of uh, finance, uh, the economy and whatnot, is uh, Chris Markowski. He's got this uh, this great show called The Watchdog on Wall Street Radio Show. He joins us on the Newsmax Hotline. Hello, my friend. Let me just, just start with the big news of the day, which is uh, a crisis that is, I, I believe, to be quite honest, uh, an exodus, ex- existential crisis with regard to children in the summer, and that is uh, the getting rid of the Choco Taco. Have you heard about the discontinuation of the Choco Taco, sir? Uh, what is a Choco Taco? I don't know what, what that, that is. What, you don't know what a Choco Taco is? No. See, you're part of the problem. <laughs> you're part of the problem. <laughs> What's a Choco Taco? Choco Taco is a delicious frozen treat that is frequently featured on the side of ice cream trucks around the country. Very big on the East Coast. When I was in D.C., the Choco Taco, it's a, it, they take a waffle cone, they shape it into the shape of a taco, they fill it with ice cream, they, then they dip it in chocolate, then they cover it with peanuts. It's called a Choco Taco. And well, it sounds good. It, yeah, no. Not on my diet, but it sounds good. It's not, but they're getting rid of it. Dude, you got to start paying attention. If you're gonna, if you're right. gonna, if you're gonna start, you know, being a, I don't know, radio host and everything, you got to start paying attention to the stuff that really impacts people's <laughs> lives here, dude. You got <laughs> yeah, the old ice cream truck. I haven't seen one in a while. I know, I know. Well, they don't hang around your neighborhood because of the crack dealers and all that stuff. Anyway, just kidding. I threw that because it was an easy line. Let's talk about uh, the R word. Let's talk about recession. Because I guess uh, tomorrow, even though that recession has been redefined, kind of like uh, the word woman has been redefined, uh, there, there is a chance that the traditional um, definition of a recession will be announced tomorrow. What are your thoughts on this? <laughs> well, it won't, if we get negative economic growth, uh, again, for the second quarter, uh, two quarters of economic, uh, negative economic growth is one of the criteria for a recession. Traditionally, when that happens, yeah, you're in a recession. But you have these high priests of economics that live in Cambridge. It's (laughs) the NDER, National Bureau of Economic Research. They're the ones that make the call. And and sometimes, like the last one, it took them 15 months before they actually made that call. So don't think there's going to be any politics involved. Uh, One of the criteria, though, is as well, is has to do with employment. And we still have very low unemployment here in this country. So I I, I don't think at this point in time, I don't think the NBER is going to call it. Well, you, you don't think so, because uh, they, they are a political organization. They're not going to use the R word. This, all of this, this uh, 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 you know, like Corinne uh, Jean-Pierre saying that, uh, you know, uh, that, that, that uh, you know, change the definition and all this stuff. So you're just saying that they're not only changing the definition, they're just not going to call it tomorrow. They're, no, they, they, okay. it right. takes them a long time, and they got to, you know, they got to earn their paychecks and pour over models and data and all sorts of stuff, and that's going to take a very long period of time. Uh, yeah, p- politically, yes, the, the Republicans will call it a recession, and we've already seen the Democrats hedge themselves in regards to saying it's not a recession. But the reality of the situation is, what the hell's the matter? 
Yeah. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I mean, what, what they call it, we're splitting hairs at this point in time. What is the situation in your household? This happens every single time. I wrote a column about this years ago. I, I, I called it, it was, I'm showing my age here, in search of recession. I was going back to Leonard Nimoy from uh, his program back in the 1970s <laughs> that I used yes. to love. Yes. Everybody's in search of this recession and when it's going to come. Now, you know, you got to put that aside. We are in a slowdown. We're dealing with economic problems. In your household right now, you got to use this to your advantage. You got to start taking a look at where you can cut back, where, uh, where you can save some money. You own a business, the same thing. What's working? What's not working? That's what a lot of good companies are doing at this point in time. The splitting hairs is just nonsense. Well, like Facebook, Facebook is uh, uh, telling its employees in these uh, these meetings, you better start pulling your weight. Uh, the other day, I guess Mark Zuckerberg's on this uh, this call uh, company wide, and and they were doing this question and answer thing, and some millennial or Gen Z or said. Hey, are you going to keep the days off the same as they were during the COVID pandemic? And uh, apparently Zuckerberg like looked and said, you know, realize the monster that he'd created. And uh, and then one of his underlings said, you got to start pulling your weight or you're going to be looking for another job. And it, it seems like uh, some of these new millennial one run corporations are realizing that uh, when you've got a workforce that looks more forward to the days off while they're working than actually the work at hand, you got a problem here. Well, they were getting paid. I mean, you're not even graduating from Stanford and you're getting $200,000 plus a year. Uh, Those days are over. Uh, It's done. I mean, all this money that was floating around and the venture capital money flowing to these companies, bye-bye. It's not happening anymore. Nope. So everybody's going to have to uh, learn to adjust to some degree. And, and, you know, I would have been. Someone did that uh, at a meeting. I'd be like, goodbye. You're, you're, yeah. It's one of the first things you're asking at this meeting is how much vacation time you're going to get. See ya. Exactly. 100%. 100%. Let's talk about home sales uh, and interest rates and people uh, getting into the you know home buying mood in January now going, holy crap, I'm going to pay twice as much interest. It's making it unaffordable. What's going to happen to the uh, – are, are we in a bubble? Oh, I, I think prices uh, have a long way to go uh, to the downside. And again, when you, when you talk about real estate, and they, they do this all the time, they make generalizations on a lot of these business programs. It's a big country. Um, you're living on the water in uh, the West Coast of Florida. You know, your real estate value is going to be different yeah. than if you're living somewhere else. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's also the reality of, you know, what jobs are like in that area, what the schools are like. So you, you can't take the entire country. It's a big country. There's different pockets out there. But automatically, when, when a, a mortgage, most homes are sold in this country based upon a monthly bill. And that monthly bill, as most of us know, is made up of the principal, the interest. You also have your insurance uh, that's cooked into that, and obviously your property taxes. Now, but one of the parts of that equation, which is the interest cost goes up, something else has to give because you can only afford so much. And that obviously is going to be the principal. The price of homes will start to come down. And and it's not a bad thing. It, It really isn't. Don't we all want to spend less on something that we need? Um, this this collective freak out that that home prices are coming down. No, it's it's good, it's good that they're coming down. Well, they have it to. Offers up a, uh, an opportunity. Do they? They have to. All right. Any time, and and this happened to me in two thousand and four when I moved to Washington D.C. at the height of the bubble, and we bought a house there. We had to pay fifty grand over asking, and then uh, that house went valued from you know whatever, it literally dropped in value by a third, and we were stuck at a higher interest rate. No chance of financing. And and this at the same time that. 
that real estate values in that area are going up 20 to 25 percent per year and uh, and uh, salary increases about three now to me that means oh yeah we're going to be in some serious trouble back then you had the uh, subprime mortgage lending uh, nonsense you had people in uh, in Prince William County in Maryland getting uh, uh, six hundred thousand dollars home making sixty thousand dollars a year uh, now it's just a matter of home prices becoming out of reach not only because we've reached a limit as to how much the the average middle class house can cost to be affordable but also uh, other financial uh, things including interest rates going through the ceiling that are slowing it down which sounds a little more natural yeah absolutely and not not to mention we also got the the the, the cost of building materials uh, uh, they've been coming down they have still a ways to go so <laughs> again the builders can start going out there and building homes you know when they can't sell them at these uh, um, these lower prices based upon those costs they're going to have to wait till that comes down and then they'll start finishing up those homes let me ask you uh, this with regard to you know Nancy Pelosi and her husband Paul uh, they made a uh, what looks like they're going to make a fortune on Nvidia corporate because uh, she knew that there was going to be $50 billion given to the chip manufacturers in America. used to be that if you, you were a, a factory owner, you'd come up with an idea and you'd create it and you'd you know, cover all your expenses and make money off it. Now we just wait for the government to prop up a corporation uh, like this. But not only did she make a lot of money, but another uh, vulnerable Democrat representative, Elaine Luria, voted positively on the billions of dollars in subsidies to boost chip manufacturing while holding, are you ready for this, $25 million in stock in NVIDIA. Uh, do you have a problem with that? Well, I've always got a problem with it, but I, I've come to you know understand, and this has been going on for a long period of time, you know, Orwell wrote about this, you know, all animals are equal, but some are more equal than others. <laughs> and the people in Washington, D.C., quite frankly, are more equal than the rest of us, yeah, and they're allowed yeah. to get away with this stuff. Uh, they, you know, Peter Schweitzer wrote about this oh, yeah. uh, years ago, and they, we had the Stock Act. It was actually legal for Congress and their staffers to conduct insider trading. They, they could actually trade on the information wow. that they had, whereas it would put somebody like me in jail. Um, but, you know, they, they, they supp supposedly push back on that, but it's nonsense. It, yeah, you got the inmates running the asylum there. Do you think they're going to get anybody in trouble? Because let's be honest, both parties do it in, in a myriad yeah, of different yeah. ways. Uh, former Speaker of the House, Dennis Hastert, real estate deals that he was involved with, knowing where the government was going to spend money. You know, it, it's crooked all the way around. And the reality, you know, how much do these people make in their salary? How do they manage to turn themselves into <laughs> multi, multi, multi millionaires how many times over? I mean, think about it. It, it really is. And, you know, you're thinking about uh, uh, how Nancy Pelosi, how Paul Pelosi knew about it. And I said, maybe she talks in her sleep. And then I was kind of mad at Paul Pelosi for making all this money. And then I was like, dear God, he has to sleep with her. All is forgiven. That's what I thought. I was like, yeah, uh, you can have whatever you want. Whatever price, it's worth it because you have to sleep with her. Um, <laughs> let's move on to uh, 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 right now. It, what, I, what I heard the other day, and I was, I was who I was listening to, but I posited a couple weeks ago that the reason why the job market. There are so many people who are getting jobs. There are so many people being added to the uh, employment roles. There are so many, uh, the, the unemployment rate is coming down is because, and I, and I had this boated out the other night on, uh, I think it was on uh, Laura Ingram's show, 
with an economist drawing a blank on his name. He said the reason being is that so many people are having to get second and third jobs, and so many people are coming out of retirement. Because if you had a fixed income and you were living pay to, paycheck to paycheck at the, the beginning of Joe Biden's presidency, gas prices and everything else have gone up uh, upwards of you know, 80, 90 percent, 100 percent with regard to fuel. Uh, do, don't you suppose that this is fueling a lot of it, that those paychecks are not making it anymore? You're not making it, so you have to come out of retirement or you have to take another job? Oh, I, I absolutely think that that's uh, a part of what's going on right now. But again, as that, that sounds like a sad story. But on the flip side, you know, again, I'm kind of a suck it up type of a guy. That's just the way I am. We live in a place right now where you're still able to get a job. No, where there are places around the world where you can't. If you need to work a little bit more, you need to get a second job or, you know, you need to work three days a week when you're retired. You're able to do that and find something fairly easily. And again, you're still in a pretty good position when it comes to you know uh, bargaining with the employer and hours and the various different things because the jobs market is so tight. So that's not necessarily the worst thing in the world, the position we're in right now in this slowdown. All right, so the owner of this, uh, I'm trying to remember the name of this chicken place that we go to. Uh, it's right near our house. He, he went and decided to buy $50,000 worth of uh, the Mega Millions tickets or whatever last night. The, the, the lottery jackpot was $900 million. He spent $50,000. Uh, or $100,000 on 50,000 tickets for his employees, <clears throat> and he didn't win last night. He, he spent $50,000 or $100,000 out of an account, went to two convenience stores, bought 50,000 tickets, nobody won. Uh, do you consider that to be uh, foolish, or do you... Uh, uh, certainly, it's got everybody talking about it. Well, this, this program goes over the air, and I was to actually tell you what I thought about just how utterly stupid that was. Um, I, I don't want to get you in trouble or me in trouble, quite honestly. I, I just, uh, again, I, you know, I'm going to volunteer to pay a tax. Uh, come on, people. Yeah. I mean, well, you know, think for a second. I mean, you could take 50. You want to do something for your employees, put it into, put it into like a, uh, a 401k plan for them. You know, do a match for them or something like that. Yeah. Why? I mean, it's like burning money. Uh, yeah, you got to yeah. be Raising Cane's is the chicken place, which would explain why uh, they're, uh, they're, uh, the big box that my kids like costs $13. Uh, you know, <laughs> 50,000 mega millions tickets, one for each of employees. $830 million was a jackpot last night. Each one of the employees would receive $9,600, which is about half as much as they'd make in a year working at Cane's, I think. Anyway... <laughs> Uh, you know, it's funny. It's funny. Uh, I have been playing the lottery for 30 years of my life since I was in college. And the most I've won is $23. But for some stupid reason, I went to the store yesterday and I bought 10 Mega Millions tickets because I have the same chance as everybody else, which is zero, which is zero. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. You've got to do sometimes. You've got to think about all of the dollars that yeah. you've put it in over the years. Yeah. And if you were to invest it and see 8% compounded, again, this is my financial planning stuff coming into play here. Yeah, yeah. And what's that worth over a 20, 30-year period of time? Compounding calculators are amazing. You've got to play with them online sometime. Yeah, you know, you should be better with his money. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg bought a damned election with his money. This guy just got some worthless lottery tickets. Uh, <laughs> Chris, uh, your homework assignment for the next time we... We talk. You got to try a Choco Taco. I got to go to an ice cream truck, I guess. I got to go check that out. You can get them at the store, too. You can get them at the store, Choco Taco. Really? I said I'm going to crowdfund. I've got $20 right now. I'll put, if you match, we could get this thing started. <laughs> Choco Taco. Okay. I'm going to give that a whirl. Uh, hey, Chris uh, Markowski, where can people find you on the interweb? Uh, WatchdogonWallStreet.com. Real simple. All right, brother. Have a glorious week, and uh, we'll see if the R word is announced tomorrow, all right? 
Not going to happen. All right, let's take a break. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. See you, buddy. Bye. Bye-bye. If the left tells you to quiet down, get louder. It's The Rob Carson Show. I am Kamala Harris. My pronouns are she and her. I am a woman sitting at the table wearing a blue suit. Over the show. That is the Vice President of the United States of America. Well, it's the one for the money. Do for the show. Give out your pronouns and go, come on, go. Remember, it's Jim Gossett. To mention your new blue suit. And she's a he or her, whatever the hell out of You can say anything, but remember that new blue suit. Her and her. I don't know. You were rehearsing, you are a she. In case it wasn't clear to see. It is. In fact, you're a woman, you wanted a show. Sometimes she said, how would you know? Remember, to mention your new blue suit. Or you can say anything, but remember that new blue suit. Pronoun. Well, it's one for the money, two for the show. How far will Kamala go to tell you she had a blue outfit? Like anyone on that phone call gave a darn. Darn, yeah. <laughs> blue, 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 blue suit. Blue, 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 blue suit. Come on, a beer, blue, blue, blue suit. Blue, blue, blue suit. Jim Gossett. Yeah. Well, the Vice President of the United States of America. Uh, once the most powerful nation in the history of the world with enough nuclear weapons to destroy the world ten times over. And she uh, introduces herself in front of a meeting of uh, uh, advocates for disabilities and says that her pronouns are she and her. And it, I think, maybe. It might be thrown in there somewhere. And she's wearing a blue suit like she's talking to a bunch of uh, blind toddlers. Uh, yeah. And, and I might also add that uh, she's uh, talking to uh, people who work with disabled people about Roe v. Wade and how Roe v. Wade impacts uh, people with disabilities. Um, the one thing that she didn't miss is that uh, one of the many reasons why uh, babies are aborted is because uh, they find out they have disabilities, like Down syndrome, and people just, yeah, it's kind of ironic and, uh, you know, just kind of shows how infinitely clueless this woman is. Pretty much. Pretty much. An LGBT nonprofit that is prevalent in the push for transgenderism within the United Kingdom has scrambled to clarify a social media post made last week which claimed that babies can identify as trans. This this is the grooming, this is the sickness, this is the illness. There is a there is a scourge of pedophilia running through the world right now. Uh, it's streaming across our border right now where children are being sold into sex slavery for their entire lives. And Joe Biden and Kamala Harris couldn't give a rat's behind about it. And then you got uh, drag queen story hours and uh, little boys and girls being told they're the opposite sex uh, after being tortured in school, having to wear masks and do remote learning and all that. And then when they're depressed, somebody just says, oh, you can fix it by having your, your penis cut off or your breasts removed and puberty blockers. But anyway, uh, published last Friday, uh, this uh, the LGTP, whatever that group is, said that, uh, uh, that uh, kids can uh, recognize transgenderism as infants. Uh, they suggest that research says that children as young as two can recognize their trans identity. Um, this sort of thinking is not progressive. It doesn't progress into anything better. It descends. And, uh, and honestly, there is nothing that can be done to this movement but to have it stop. 
I'm not, I'm not kidding. I'm all about trans rights and everything, but this has to stop. Let's take a break. Come back. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. Hey, guys, it's Carson for Gold Co. The last time the economy looked like this, the stock market tanked 50%. The U.S. dollar lost 46% of its value, and the price of oil quadrupled. Yet, while the U.S. economy collapsed and inflation ran through the roof, the price of gold shot up 1,300%, and silver rocketed over 2,400%. So, if history repeats itself, we could see it happen again. Can you afford to miss what could be the biggest gold and silver boom of our generation? That's why I want you to visit goldco.com slash Rob Carson. Goldco.com slash Rob Carson. Because when you do, you'll not only get the chance to protect your retirement savings with gold and silver. As one of my listeners, you could get $10,000 or more in free silver just for doing it. This is a rare opportunity, so don't miss out. Visit goldco.com slash Rob Carson. Goldco.com slash Rob Carson. Don't miss what could be the best opportunity to protect your retirement savings. Goldco.com slash Rob Carson. Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. It is Rob Carson Show. And if you believe the haters, we're in a recession. Well, actually, if you believe the textbook definition of uh, two quarters of negative economic growth, then we're in a recession. But the Biden administration and the Democrat left in this country say, despite those two indications that point 100% to, uh, to recession, uh, it's not happening. It's, uh, it's not happening. And, uh, and also, uh, they've also said that uh, two other indicators of being a man, penis and testicles. Doesn't mean you're a man. Uh, the, the two uh, things that might make you a woman, <clears throat> ovaries and a uterus, doesn't make you a woman. So why does it surprise you that they would say, oh, yeah, two quarters of economic growth, uh, negative growth, that's not a recession. That's a, that's a woman in a swimsuit there racing against women and beating them in a 500 meter by 38 seconds. It's a woman. It's a woman. You know, let's do a little palate cleanser, shall we? Let's do a palate cleanser. Uh, we live in a country where, uh, 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 you know, we've got a president of the United States who is clearly mentally addled. He has clearly been compromised. We have a laptop that was dropped off uh, in a, a crack-fueled stupor by a uh, whoremonger, crack addict, uh, son of the president whose family has uh, sold access to the uh, senator, then vice president, and then president for 30 years, enriching the family to the tune of Joe Biden being able to afford three houses working in excess of $10 million uh, on, a, on a senator's salary and then a vice president's salary. And we're all told, uh, you know, you shouldn't, uh, you, you, don't pay no attention to that. And we're told to say, uh, that, oh, the FBI, by the way, the FBI uh, apparently uh, hid the negative consequences of Hunter Biden's laptop, even though everybody knew how damaging it was. And the FBI had it in 2019. So our, uh, our DOJ is incredibly corrupt. Our FBI, incredibly corrupt. IRS, incredibly corrupt presidency, vice presidency, uh, houses of Congress, where people, uh, one congresswoman yesterday has $25 million NVIDIA uh, chip stock. And they just gave the uh, chip manufacturers $52 billion. 
Jim Gossett put this together. This is uh, Chuck Grassley on uh, Hunter's laptop. I haven't heard this yet. I'm just going to play it because I trust him. And he's absolutely awesome. Hold on a second. Here it is. Okay, it's not going to play. Let's try and download it first. There we go. Let's try it now. I'm Chuck Grassley, and I met at the FBI. How they cover up for Hunter Biden and the big guy. On Hunter's laptop, <laughs> it's clear to see he should be in jail and never set free. I, I agree. On Hunter's laptop is all the evidence. On Hunter's laptop, and it is immense. On Hunter's laptop, you'd have to be dense. On Hunter's laptop, hey, I'm no Mike Pence. On Hunter's laptop, laptop. I like this. Hunter gets a pass. DJ Christopher Ray. Whistleblowers, Chris, and the FBI silence every day. <laughs> Under indictment, Hunter should be <laughs> right next to Joe. It's cell block three. That would be nice, wouldn't it? Under indictment, along with Joe. Under indictment. <laughs> Jail, he should go on Hunter's laptop. It's all you need to know on Hunter's laptop. I'll never let it go on Hunter's laptop. Laptop. There you go. Jim Gossett uh, put that together. Two S's and two T's. Let me just give you an inside uh, uh, scoop. This morning before the show, I'm going through the show prep, and I'm usually in the studio about six hours earlier. And I said, you know, uh, how about under the boardwalk to uh, in Hunter's laptop? And I shot that uh, to Jim Gossett. And Jim Gossett is a freaking genius. And he put that together uh, literally during the first hour of the show. Unbelievable. If you want to see him live, by the way, Saturday, August 27th, uh, 3070 Windward Plaza in Alpharetta, Georgia. It's in Atlanta, by the way. He's going to be on stage. He's been doing a stage show for a number of years. Here's a number if you want to buy tickets. Are you ready? And this isn't a paid endorsement. It's just if you want to go see him, go see him. Uh, 678-829-SHOW. 678-829-SHOW. Now, one of these days, I'm going to be on stage with Jim. I don't know if I'll make it down for this one. But Jim Gossett lies. Uh, and he'll do the parodies, and he'll do the impressions, all the people he does, 678-829-SHOW, if you want to go see the uh, the show. Yeah, yeah. A little bit of uh, good news this morning, I guess. Nancy Pelosi has dropped the assault weapons uh, bill that they were going to try and pass, so-called assault weapon ban that passed the House of Representatives last week. Some people saying purely political move to appease the base after the terrible mass shootings of Buffalo, Uvalde, and Highland Park. You're right. Yeah, to, to some degree. You are right. It's also a trial balloon. They, they, they float these every once in a while to see where the public sentiment is. And uh, what they're getting in return is 20 million people who own AR-15 saying, come and get it. I dare you. Okay? 
everyone in Washington knew there was no chance it would pass the closely divided Senate. It was supposed to be voted on in the House this week just to jet up the liberal base before the midterms. Again, yes, 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 yes. But Nancy Pelosi pulled the bill off the floor yesterday. This after uh, ATF agents went to homes in Delaware. At least one guy, uh, they, they went because he bought several guns. And they said, just show them to us and we'll leave you alone. And, uh, and he showed him one of the guns and then he sent the, uh, the ring video to other people. And then uh, there was a sheriff's department in central Missouri near Columbia that the FBI said, we need all the records on concealed carriers in your, in your county, in Boone County in the middle of Missouri, and the sheriff said, um, suck it. So, you know, little trial balloons, little pokes, little bit of, bit of, bit of, oh, 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 okay, okay, okay. All right, I'll back off your porch now. Glenn Beck um, has uh, been in the business for a while. He, uh, he started early. I think he was discovered at age 37, like Rush Limbaugh was, went syndicated in 2001. Uh, I, I was a little late, uh, a little late coming to the party. Um, but, you know, we, we share some of the same sentiments, and, uh, and, uh, and yesterday I talked about how uh, with all of the things that are going on, with the nonsense that's happening in the country, with now uh, the, the Congress passing uh, $600 billion in more spending, doubling down on the, uh, the new Green Deal and all this, and, and screwing you in a time that you're most vulnerable, that's yeah, usually called an assault. Here's, uh, here's Glenn Beck yesterday talking about the state of the country, and you may have heard some of this echoed in my show yesterday first we're standing in the threshold one more step and i think we're in big trouble and the world is going to change and we have to be prepared for it and we have to be willing to stand up now glenn has been saying that for years he has and you know some people oh he's just being paranoid oh no it's crystal clear now it's crystal clear that Washington, D.C., by and large, is not on our side. They're there to enrich themselves. They're there to enrich their cronies. They're there to launder money through places like Ukraine. Uh, they live high on the hog, and they want you to live low on the hog or have no hog at all. But the center won't hold anymore. When you have four-year-olds shooting at police, when you have six-year-olds beating on police officers, when you have a guy who tried to stab uh, a candidate in yeah. New York yeah. uh, who failed in his attempt to assassinate that guy. When in New York City a 16-year-old can beat the hell out of and strangle a police officer and be out of, the jail, out of jail the next day, two weeks after an armed robbery, there's going to be some change. But they take him to jail, and the judge releases him that night on his own recognizance. We're, we're in a different league. We are. We're in a different place than we've ever been. As long as I've been alive, and I've been around for 56 years, ladies and gentlemen. Here's uh, Glenn Beck on the old gun-grabbing thing when they're trying to pass the uh, gun ban that uh, didn't go very well. When you have the FBI going door-to-door, -door, as they are in Delaware... And as they are threatening to do to the, uh, the sheriffs in Missouri, demanding that they see your gun or demanding that they get all of the names of people that have a concealed carry permit, 
you are in a different world. Here's uh, one of the ATF agents visiting the guy on his porch in Delaware after buying seven guns this year. Uh, ostensibly checking for straw purchases. Uh, not legal, by the way. Uh, he isn't, uh, he wasn't uh, doing uh, straw purchasing for anybody. He was, he was, uh, buying weapons that he wanted to buy. Uh, and, uh, this, uh, this ATF agent just decided to walk up on his porch without a warrant and say, let me see those guns. Sir. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's all, all, I'm, all I'm doing is verify that, look, verify that you have it. You got two different purchases. Okay. If you have them, I'm out of here. That's how quick it is. Yeah. It's just quick and easy. It's kind of like a shot you don't need. You have them with you by any chance? Are they, if, you, if you can unload them and bring them out, or you can go out to your... Uh, no, you know what I'm going to say to you, uh, Mr. ATF agent? Uh, bleep the bleep off. Before you're here. And get the bleep off my bleeping porch. You bleep. Check them out by number, share number, and we're out of here. Like this? Yep. They literally, they have two guys in body armor, one standing threatening in the yard with his sidearm on, and his hands like up, up like he's, he's got invisible bib overalls on, like, boy, you better give me a gun, boy, you better show it at you, you're going to be in trouble. The reason we're out here is we're obviously gun violence Gun violence has been on an uptick. Well, not on a porch in Delaware. Yeah, yeah, he, he bought seven guns, and uh, it's none of your bleeping business. What guns he bought? Now get off my porch. If this ever happens to you, you say get off my porch, and then call your friends, call the authorities, call someone, because it's unconstitutional a little bit more on the climate emergency uh why alarm bells are going off right now with regard to the president saying suddenly out of nowhere we're in a climate emergency i'll get to that 800-922-6680 you're listening to the rob carson show SS by Tannic is going down, and there's no room on the door for Democrats. It's the Rob Carson Show. When you have a president saying he is going to uh, issue an emergency order and declare a national emergency on climate, of all things, you're about to lose your, your republic. Uh, 100%. Our uh, <clears throat> government is uh, ruling against the will of the American people. It has been for a while. They did our level best to destroy us. <clears throat> Pardon me, the allergy is driving me nuts. I'm allergic to stupid. That's it. I'm just allergic to stupid. And today, the stupid is so strong, it's got, I mean, literally, I want to claw my eyeballs out and uh, take antihistamines because the stupid is just thick. It's like uh, ragweed blowing in the breeze. The stupid. The stupid from people like Joe Manchin and, uh, and uh, you know, uh, Adam Schiff. They told you you couldn't go to church two years ago. They told you you couldn't go to work. They told you you had to close down your business. Many of you still have closed down businesses. They told your kids they couldn't go to school. Your kids are suffering now. Suicide attempts up 45%, cutting up dramatically. And now obesity Trust these people. Seriously. No, everything's good. Everything's good. Let them keep doing what they're doing. Because look how we are right now. Everything's great. Yeah. And here's uh, Glenn Beck. Finally, this is uh, Glenn Beck talking about uh, Joe Biden acting without Congress 
on things like climate change. The only state of emergency that needs to be declared right now yep. is the state of emergency that we have with our own federal government Amen. and this president. Because the presidency is way out of control. No matter what party the president is from, when they say any version, well, since Congress won't act, I will. That should have alarm bells going off in every single person. I don't care if Donald Trump said it, Ronald Reagan said it. When they say, if Congress will not act, I will. That is a direct violation of the president's oath of office. And it's also unconstitutional. Because you need the congressional, uh, the legislative, the judicial, and the executive branch. And when the executive branch says, I'll cancel out the other two, that's called a dictatorship. Mm-hmm. Jack in Ellicott City. Hello there, Jack, and welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's up? Hey, good to talk to you. Hey, yeah. I just wanted to make a comment, yeah. and it seems to me that about, I don't know, a year, year and a half ago, Joe Manchin's wife was hired by the Biden administration in some little fluky job to yeah. Sure pays a bunch of money, and uh, now it, it seems like a year and a half later, Manchin is getting his payback or something by going yeah. along. Jack, I, I know what you're talking about. Uh, last year, uh, the Joe Biden's wife uh, somehow, and I'll have to look it up again, but I remember there was about a billion federal dollars coming to an agency she was essentially in charge of. So uh, Joe Manchin is every bit a uh, whore. Uh, monger as uh, as uh, as uh, Hunter Biden, um, Joe Biden is or Joe Manchin is that uh, the aforementioned WH word, and uh, you know he's he come along and we, we I thank him for uh, you know not to getting rid of the filibuster you know because he knows that it'll come back and bite the Democrats in the uh, in the in the rear end after November, but uh, he is just as much a sellout as he ever has been to be quite honest, and and yeah. then you know. You know, they want to. They want to make us into Sri Lanka. They want to make us into the Netherlands. They want to make us into Germany. And I got to tell you honestly, uh, Jack, we can't make it to 2024 uh, with this uh, ruling class doing what they're doing to us. And it it has to stop. And if it means us stopping everything, saying no, shutting this sucker down, then that's what we're going to have to do. Go ahead. No, I agree 100 percent with what, everything you're saying. Is All right, brother. Is Manchin up for a re-election this year or not? I uh, no, no, I don't believe he is. I don't believe he is. So. Yeah, because I, I don't understand. You know his his philosophy. You know he's got uh, he's a senator in the poorest state in the country, and he's is absolutely sticking it to him. Yeah, but you yeah. know what, Joe Manchin isn't poor. He's part of the yeah. ruling class, bro. He's part of the ruling class. Don't you know you get the crumbs, Jack? You get the crumbs, dude. They get the prime rib. You get the crumbs. Let, let me tell you something. I'm 71, and I'm working a part-time job to pay bills. Yeah, you're part of that uh, that booming jobs market there at 71 years old going back to work. <laughs> you see these bums sitting on the street corner panhandling, and I, I give them a piece of my mind. So, All right, my brother. Have a glorious day. Thanks for the phone call. Real quick, Barbara in Baltimore. Hello, Barbara. How are you? Hey, I'm doing real good. And I, yeah, what's up? I'm so glad you're hitting on Joe Manchin. Joe Manchin, on top of his salary of 174000 Joe Manchin yearly takes home 700000 and his estimated net worth is $8 million. So, yes, yeah. he is a part of the ruling class, 
And, uh, you know, because his business, he, he founded a company. He, you know, Dad, they're in the uh, coal business. So you yeah. would think that he would be more blue-collar. But Joe Manchin played the Republican. They are so weak, they always get played. Joe Manchin would have been up for re-election, but nobody primaried him. Nobody, oh, yes. The Democrat Party primaried yep. him, but more yep. importantly, the yep. Republicans didn't come out with a strong candidate for him. They yep. uh, accept the fact that he goes with them sometime to go along to get along. See, that's that go along to get along crew, just like <laughs> what we have here in Maryland. Now, what I told that, Barbara, Barbara, what I said is I said we are in a pre-revolutionary, French revolutionary uh, stance, not meaning a violent revolution. No, 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 no. I'm just saying right now we have, and literally for the last uh, forever, uh, a, a ruling class and a proletariat. You and I are the, prole- the proletariat. We get the crumbs. They live on, they are the CEOs. They are the board of directors at a $5 trillion company and they get to spend the, the 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 money that you send them that's why it's so powerful and and you know what happened in the french revolution well you know there was a proletariat and there was a there was a uh, the upper class and then there was a, a a prison in paris and it was called the bastille and oddly enough we have a we have a bastille in washington dc full of uh, uh, political prisoners and, and barbara i hate to tell you this it didn't end well for france you know Figurative hell's, uh, heads need to roll. I mean figuratively, but they got to roll. Uh, second hour of the show, or the second half of the show coming up, Kelly Warren is on deck. Stick around. It's time to make common sense common again. It's the Rob Carson Show. When you have... Oh, that's not what I'm looking for. This is the audio... That uh, that I am uh, looking for. Hold on one second. I find it. You know, they, they, they hate it when you got a, a, fa- a face plant here. Uh, Dr. Kelly Ward. Here is uh, Dr. Kelly Ward, the audio I wanted to play. There's a lot of people that think that this is Republican versus Democrat. It certainly is not nope. just Republican versus Democrat. Nope. It is liberty and freedom versus tyranny and authoritarianism. We see it every single day. Thank you very much. That is uh, Dr. Kelly Ward, who joins us on the Newsmax hotline right now. And uh, I would like to say, first of all, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us today. Hey, Rob. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it so much. I'm right now poll observing, so I'm keeping one eye on the polls and the other, the rest of my brain with you guys. Yeah, well, I noticed, by the way, uh, uh, it looks like Carrie Lake is ahead, double-digit lead over uh, her rhino challenger in the state of Arizona. How is that looking? I I saw this yesterday. It's very promising. I hope she goes in there and cleans house because I think that's what people in Arizona want. They want her to go in and raise some hell and uh, and get some people fired and possibly uh, thrown in jail. What, What do you think? Yes, every poll is showing that Carrie is up. Um, most are showing she's up by double digits. The only poll that's come out showing that it's anywhere close is a pollster from Governor Ducey's office, in fact, showing that they're neck and neck. But, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, when you look at the compilation of polls, she's way ahead. And I think that she will be a governor who gives Ron DeSantis a run for his money in terms of being the most conservative governor in this country, that she will put into place border security. She says on day one she's declaring an invasion at our border, and I trust that that is what she is going to do. Her opponent says she has a six-point border plan, and the governor right now is supporting her. I don't know why they don't put that plan into action right now if it's so great. Um, He could just implement it. Um, 
instead they want to use it for political gain, I don't trust that anything would actually get done because uh, the the establishment side of the party certainly is coalescing behind Carrie Lake's opponent. When you see Chris Christie and Asa Hutchinson and uh, and and Mike Pence, to, to be honest, along with Governor Doug Ducey, coming in behind a candidate who's never, I mean, her family's been political. She's the wife of a multimillionaire, billionaire. Yeah. Um, and I don't, I'm tired of seeing people buy our elections. I want to see people who are of the people, for the people, uh, by the people. That's the kind of government I want, and I think that's what the people of Arizona want. I think do, too. And the, and the comments that I played for you, uh, for of you, I should say, uh, say to me that, you know, there is a reason why 85% of the people in this country feel like the country is going the wrong direction, because it is about tyranny versus freedom. And, and this means that we can come together, we can coalesce against Joe Biden. Uh, he promised he was going to bring us together. Well, guess what? He did. Uh, he's brought us together to fight this nonsense. Uh, I want to ask you real quick, uh, 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 of all the indignities that we suffered in the last year and a half, the Afghan withdrawal, uh, you know, COVID restrictions, business shutdowns, all of this, uh, you, you've also got um, this uh, now a, g- a gigantic spending package, $369 billion on climate, $433 billion in new spending. This, as Americans are suffering uh, under a recession officially that the Democrats are trying to change the definition of it. Do you believe that some of those people on the uh, on the, uh, the liberal side of the spectrum are going to uh, vote for Carrie Lake? Because I think they will. I agree. I think wholeheartedly they will vote for Carrie Lake. Um, I think that the establishment on the Republican side has seriously underestimated the people and their angst over what's going on. I also think that the Democrats have woken up. And here in Arizona, the person running on the Democrat side is a twice convicted rapist, rapist not rapist, wow. racist. racist. Um, he has had to, had to pay out um, about $2 million to a young black woman who worked in the legislature when I was there for discrimination. Um, she's called Trump supporters and Trump himself neo-Nazis. She's unfit to serve, and Carrie Lake is going to take her take her uh, lunch, and we are going to have the best governor in the United States here in Arizona. Now, you know, I, I mentioned 85% of us feel the country is going the wrong direction. 83%, according to Rasmussen, of Americans are concerned about election integrity. Huh! That's weird, because if I'm not mistaken there, uh, Dr. Kelly Ward, uh, we've been saying that there were some major shenanigans, if not outright theft, of the 2020 election, and everybody He's been saying it's a big lie, and I've been saying, you know why I think the election was stolen? Uh, because I'm not stupid. Not stupid. So this would say to me that a lot of people, uh, A, are really disappointed with the direction of the country, B, beyond disappointed with Joe Biden, and finally admitting, hey, maybe they didn't vote for him. Yes, and I wrote a whole book about what happened yep. in 2020 here in Arizona called Justified. People can read it, kellyward.com, Kelly with an I because I care about the people. But people are very, very concerned about election integrity. I'm disappointed in some of the Republicans that were in the legislature, people like Rusty Bowers, people like Michelle Eugenti-Rita, people like Paul Boyer, who killed every election integrity effort that we made here in our state to restore voter confidence. We've got to get a better legislature in place also in November. So when they take office in January of 2023, this state can really take off and that our people can have confidence that the vote that they cast is the vote that is counted. 
and only legal ballots are counted in any of our elections. Let me ask you this, because um, I'm one of the few talk show hosts who will say that I really, truly believe the 2020 election was stolen. I I also believe that Hunter Biden's laptop was real, and there's no way on God's green earth that Russia would have wanted uh, Donald Trump in the White House when they had already bought and paid for Hillary Clinton. It's all nonsense. It's all BS. It's all a shakedown. It's all a put on. But we were told that what we believe is misinformation or disinformation, which is a term coined by Joseph Stalin in 1923, his Department of Disinformation sent millions of people to their deaths for, uh, and, and it just, it stuns me that the Democrat Party is so audacious, they'd literally take his language. But let me ask you this about <clears throat> about labeling things disinformation and misinformation, and, and everything that you and I believe in has been, you know, has been tar like that by the mainstream media, big social media, and the Democrat Party and many rhinos. What is your response to those who have told us that what we say is uh, is fal- false, even though we have a, a constitutionally guaranteed right to have an opinion about it? Uh, you know, I tell them that they need to pound sand. We are not going to give up yeah. on exposing the propaganda that has been placed before us by the media, the fake news. Donald Trump exposed the fake news, and that's one of the reasons they hate him so much, um, yeah. as well as the, the, um, the spinsters that are in the government itself. When you see what's going on with the FBI, yes. and you see whistleblowers coming forward saying that the FBI is using this as, as Joe Biden and Hunter Biden's personal protection squad rather than protecting the interests of the United States and, and the people, um, we've got a big problem on our hands. There are Marxists, there are communists, there are socialists that are inside our government that are trying to take down this great American republic. It's yeah. not going to happen on my watch. I'm a target of these people. I'm a target of the J6 non-select committee. I'm a target of the DOJ. Um, but I can't, I have got to make those sacrifices that are necessary to save this country for my kids, for my one grandchild and future grandchildren that are coming, and for all, for all of us and our futures and our posterity. Those sacrifices have to be made. Too few people are willing to make them, Rob. You are one, I am one, and I'm sure that most of the people listening are willing to make those sacrifices as well. Know that it's not easy on any of us. It is very difficult. It is very trying. It is very stressful. But I operate my life on faith, not fear. I believe that, and I know that God is in control, and I know that I am fighting for what's right, and I hope people will stand right here beside me or behind me. I don't care. I'll protect you. But we have got to fight with every breath that we have to save this great American exceptional nation. Yeah. Now, where are things going as far as Arizona with regard to the 2020 election, the continued investigation? The only place you'll ever read about it is Gateway Pundit, Pundit, by the way. You'll never hear anything about it in the mainstream media, but there are some things going on. What have you what, what have you learned in a nutshell uh, about what happened in 2020 and what are you doing to prevent that from happening again? Right. Well, we do have an election integrity army on the ground with eyes on the process. Uh, So people can go there and join. If you're in Arizona, azelectionprotection.com, sign up. We will put you to work. If you're not at work during the primaries, we'll put you to work during the general. Because having eyes on the process actually deters a lot of the shenanigans that happen. Maricopa County is still doing their they're crap. I'm just going to put it how it is. They're Please crap. Do. They've got <laughs> special pens that people have to use. They're trying to do voter interference, election interference, by telling people if they're using their own pen that somehow that's wrong. 
people can use their own pen. If they don't trust the pen, use your own pen. There, there's no law saying that Stephen Richer and the Maricopa Board of Supervisors can tell you what pen to use. They've, uh, they've made it um, very, very difficult. They've infected some of the, the rural areas. So some of these rural recorders and elections departments are doing things like saying, we can't have election observers because there's just not enough space. Um, and so they're keeping people out. And that's in this conservative state. Come 2023, when we have a better legislature, Mm. an awesome governor, an amazing attorney general who's going to go on offense, um, you're going to see a completely changed Arizona, changed for the better, changed for America. Well, I think there's some really good things uh, happening. You've got Ron DeSantis. Carrie Lake in Arizona would be epic. Uh, Part of the other trifecta would be uh, Doug Mastriano of Pennsylvania, Dan Cox in Maryland. If those three dominoes fall, holy hell, there is going to be a a bellwether shift in the country uh, toward uh, constitutional principles and uh, just bringing us together to enjoy freedom. How about this? You know, I I don't know if you knew this, Kelly. I was adopted and I found out my mother was sexually assaulted. And, And the Democrats were certain that Roe v. Wade was going to set the country on fire, that repealing Roe v. Wade is going to set the country on fire. Well, guess what? You could just go to another state and get your abortion. It's kind of like what they've done in you know New York, if you ever wanted to conceal carry. You literally had to move to another state so you could protect yourself. Uh, with abortion, all you have to do, you got to go to another state to uh, where the uh, where the laws are lax or you know abide by the the early rules of abortion in your state if it's available it's all it's all nonsense what's going to happen if carrie lake becomes the the governor what's the first thing that she's going to do because i know that people are going to want payback for all of the bs i like to say when she becomes the governor yep, she's me too. going to declare me an too. invasion at our border Love it. we are going to do in arizona everything possible to stop that invasion from happening in this state which will help the other 49 states and our territories as well because this is not just a an arizona border crisis this is a 50-state border crisis and we know that this is the truth because now you're hearing new york and washington dc whining and crying and and complaining yes that illegal aliens have ended up in their uh, jurisdiction, and now they're using their services, their welfare, their schools, their hospitals, their public safety. And that's just not fair. Send them back to Arizona so they can take our stuff. No, (laughs) it's a 50-state border crisis. You guys ask for it. Let them move in with you. Amen. Dr. Kelly Ward, uh, you know, I've had you on before, but you are wound up today, and I love it. You're fired up and optimistic, because we should be, because we're joyful warriors. We're going to turn this around, and people are going to join us from the Democrat side. They are going to join us, like like so many people of color did with the walk-away movement that was destroyed by Facebook right after the election. The people are still walking away from the Democrat Party. You know that, and I know that. And we've got to be able to keep our chins up, because they're going to throw everything at the wall uh, before the election and after. And we have to be willing and ready to fight, and we will win. Uh, ArizonaProtection.org, is that it? AZElectionProtection.com. AZElectionProtection. Yep, and uh, that clip you played at the beginning was from a walkaway event because I am a walkaway. Nobody believed that. I used to be a Democrat when I was 18. I didn't know any better. I grew up in West Virginia. Everybody was a Democrat. Once I (laughs) listened to Russell Limbaugh, I became a Republican. Carrie Lake used to be a Democrat. She she has woken up. She has come come over. Donald Trump was a Democrat. Ronald Reagan was a Democrat. 
So welcome these people with open arms. Give them something to come to, and let's take this country back. Yeah, by the way, I'm a Rush baby, too. I started writing for him in 1989 right out of college, and now we have his time slot nationally, and we honor it every day. He made a lot of difference in a lot of people's lives and certainly changed yours. Dr. Kelly Ward, you have a great day and a great weekend, okay? Thanks, Rob. You, too. All right, let's take a break. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. Well, Dr. Kelly Ward was certainly fired up. She was on fuego. And I really hope Carrie Lake just destroys her opponent in uh, in Arizona. Major, major things happening uh, with her and DeSantis being the governor of Florida, uh, giving the country what for, showing people how to run a state. Uh, and if uh, Doug Mastriano does that in Pennsylvania and Dan Cox does that in Maryland, that's going to be big. It's going to be real big, real big. So um, the Democrat Party's trying to tell you that uh, what's up is down and what's down is up and what's right is wrong and what's wrong is right, and they've turned the country into a living hell. They've made Democrat-run cities into uh, awful places where people are afraid to live. Uh, the uh, the uh, border is open. Uh, 107,000 people died of drug overdoses. Many of them were murdered by the cartels. Because you see those fentanyl pills, are, <clears throat> they are disguised as uh, prescription meds for things like ADHD. Did you know that? Yeah, yeah, you yeah. And there are a lot of kids who, you know, they, they look for something because they're uh, stressed out, bummed out about everything that they've been through the last couple of years. So they'll go online and say, you know, I, I want I wanna, uh, an antidepressant. I can't get a hold of that. Or I want a Xanax. I got to get a hold of a Xanax, and they will go on uh, wherever, and they'll find somebody to sell them a Xanax. And then, and I saw this happen. This happened to a 22 year old guy a couple weeks ago. His father told the story, and this hits home for me because my son is 22, and he was uh, stressed out and needed a Xanax. Got online, turns out it was a fentanyl. Dad found him in the middle of the night, chin on his sh- chest, dead. Game troller standing on his hand. He was playing video games. So people are mad. They're mad. They're tired. The left and right are mad about this. And, and, and one of the things that is so maddening is this idiotic uh, men being able to compete with women in sports. It is uh, an affront. It is an assault. It is a sexuality assault. Not a sexual assault, but a sexuality assault. And Leah Thomas was able to, to serve this indignity to the country, women in this country, and other athletes who are, were born women. And one of them is uh, Riley Gaines. She swam for the University of Kentucky, and she was on with Tucker night before last. I was going to share this yesterday, but I want you to hear this. I want you to hear a young woman who spent her whole life in the swimming pool from age like three, swimming, competing, and then out of nowhere, a failed male swimmer decides to become a girl and stomps all the women who've spent their lives competing into powder. And so we get to NCAAs. Where um, is it? It was in, um, it was at Georgia Tech. Yep. And so we get there, and it's the environment is nothing like I've ever seen before. It was so, like, almost edgy. Like, people Listen. didn't really know what to say, who to say what to, how to feel. Obviously, I know how I felt, and I knew how my teammates felt. But no one really wanted to talk about it. And so this was on day one, 
And then that night we watched Leah Thomas win a national title and blow all the other females completely out of the water. Wow. And that next day we came back and the mood had shifted to where people were mad. Um, the girls, you know, there were tears. This is an assault. I'm not afraid to say it. This is an assault on women. Um, these poor ninth and 17th place finishers who missed out on being named an All-American. Um, there's extreme discomfort in the locker room. There's, you know, kind of these grumbles. Well, of... Is he wandering around the women's locker room? <laughs> yeah. When, and that's not something, you know, we were forewarned about, yeah. which I don't think is right in any means. No, it's not. And your Democrat Party is down with this. And abortion to term, among other things, an open border. You want to vote for this? Well, you just go right ahead and you can go down the drain with them. Because we're taking the country back. We're going to take it back. Bigger than life. And we're going to put out the dreams of the class of 68 forever.